When it comes to data science and transportation, the use cases extend beyond enabling autonomous and connected vehicles. Transportation systems managers and planners are deploying cutting-edge solutions in their data collection and modeling efforts, which is helping them to maximize road safety and better contend with potentially hazardous locales. Hello, I'm your host, Paul Teese, and on this episode of If When, we discussed advancements in data science as deployed on behalf of transportation safety. Our guests for this episode are Sean Coe, Director of Special Projects and Services at Streetlight, and Michael Brown, Data and Technology Director at Jacobs. They recently collaborated as part of a team that successfully brought to market a transportation data solution for one of the largest metropolitan planning organizations in the U.S. In this episode, they shared insights from that experience, as well as their thoughts on how organizations can integrate data solutions into their workflows and what they see as the path forward for the future transportation data landscape. Michael and Sean, thank you both so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about transportation data and safety, and it's a little something that both of you know quite a bit about, actually. And so I'm really looking forward to talking with you. I think uh, both the uh, Streetlight data capabilities, as well as the, the Hive platform at Jacobs, specifically Hive Safety, really fascinating in terms of transportation and what can be done to enhance safety, uh, enhance the the mobility experience. And, you know, it's a very fascinating topic to me. So appreciate both of you joining me today to uh, to unpack this for our listeners. Michael, let me start with you. I want to just kind of set the table a little bit. Can you t- unpack for us, you know, the complexity of transportation challenges, especially in regards to safety and planning? So about a year ago, my colleague, Teresa Crisp, and I built a council of some of our leading highways and roads transportation clients. Part of our client engagement was to understand where data could be better leveraged to solve some of their biggest needs. And, you know, as we listened, it became apparent that they consistently faced, you know, really three main challenges related to data. The first is similar to, honestly, many organizations. They face data fragmentation issues and may have silos within their own organization. Secondly, their technology systems can be really outdated with limited capabilities. It's, it's honestly not uncommon to have something purchased, a technology system purchased today. You know, and when you look at other systems that may, may have been purchased 10 plus years ago, they're very different from each other with many inefficiencies there. And really, you know, the final kind of element here to this is that it, it really all comes to a head as we live in a world with the promises of big data and these sort of transformational insights we, that we can achieve from this data, you know, data that we're just sitting on. And transportation organizations are not recognizing that potential in their data. And that promise of insights really is not being achieved because of those two prior issues I described. So really, as we talk to, to this, these clients more and our Jacobs experts, we wanted to really identify where the greatest potential exists to leverage data better to help solve some of their challenges. And what we heard was that increasing safety on the roads and a more, much more transparent kind of planning and prioritization of their infrastructure improvement projects are two of the most important and really, I would say, complex domains for planning that they face. All this led us to develop you know, this solution that we call Jacobs Hive and we're talking about today. Uh, Hive is really intended to provide transportation organizations a data integration and insights platform, uh, specifically two tools, Hive Prioritization and Hive Safety. Um, you know, it's really about breaking down silos of data agencies and people to create that ecosystem of data products that can integrate with each other 
and really within transportation data solutions that are developed by Jacobs Transportation Digital Experts. Paul, as you mentioned, the focus here is the Hive Safety Tool. And for context on why safety is such an important focus, you know, there's over 350,000 people, about half the population of Vermont, you know, unfortunately have died on U.S. roads from 2011 to 2020. Um, that's, that's from our National Roadway Safety Strategy. And that's really a staggering number that every transportation agency is focused on reducing to zero. And so, you know, that's an area that Jake is very passionate about. And we believe providing additional solution in this space would help our clients reduce that number. Mm. I imagine the the challenge is pretty onerous because like you alluded to, you know, you've got these these systems that vary in age, you know, and I, I'm sure departments of transportation, you know, they have to fight for funding and stuff. And so maybe they, I'm assuming maybe they have to kind of make do sometimes with like, I don't want to say antiquated because I think that's that's wrong, but maybe they can't always get the most cutting edge system with regularity. And so they need to be able to have a solution that can, the different systems can talk to each other. I also, maybe I add, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes the data from different like data collection systems doesn't always match up. I know data science, that's a big challenge, clean data, that sort of thing. So I think it's really fascinating that like the work y'all are doing is to kind of unknots some of those problems. Can you describe for us, Michael, you know, you know, what does the hive safety tool in particular do and what are its benefits to end users? Hive safety, you know, as simplest as a web-based safety and planning solution that we developed with some of our transportation safety and analytics experts, uh, Kim Kalodi and Mahdi Rajabi. High safety pulls together a variety of transportation data sources. And to your point, Paul, it's, it's about combining them and then uh, adding on additional intelligence to enriching that data, really. And that's what we feed into our, our safety analysis model. Output from that model really not only visually highlights safety hotspots, but it also identifies some critical outliers in the data. And that's one of the big value adds here because we use that to intelligently recommend crash modification factors of the highest benefit and the lowest cost to implement. So we're helping really narrow in on how to get the biggest bang for your buck and really align these treatments to safety programs. So users can design safety projects in the tool. They can track some of their, their key performance metrics and really configure that kind of safety program to the goals and constraints that they face. Uh, Cause we, you know, not everybody has an unlimited amount of cash to spend on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and really what's great is they can track that across the portfolio of projects that they design. Uh, so it's really around letting the clients you know, essentially track these KPIs, be able to pull in you know, new data as it comes in and help them really understand the effectiveness of, of their safety program and tracking benefits against some of the predicted outcomes of our models. Um, and, and I think, you know, one thing we've really heard from that council of, of clients was that transparency is key. And that's one of the big things that this does is it puts it out in the dashboard. It shows the map, shows the hotspots, shows what went into the analysis, and it's a really powerful tool for communication with stakeholders as you make these these planning decisions for safety. Mm. Mm. No, that's super fascinating, and I, you know, I can I can imagine all kinds of efficiencies uh, that can be achieved with tools like this, and then also when they're seeking funding in the next budget cycle and stuff, being able to show positive impact, yep. you know, can certainly help them. Now, Sean, you know, Streetlight is a, a leading transportation data provider and, you know, it's as well as a subsidiary of Jacobs, you know, so we're seeing a lot of 
emerging collaboration between the Streetlight and Jacob's teams, one of which is the program that we're talking about today. You know, and we're leveraging the combined strengths of the technologies and domain expertise across both organizations. Can you describe, you know, Sean, for our listeners, what the Streetlight Insight Solution does and its benefit to end users? Yeah, so we measure transportation in how streets move. And we like to say that we can measure any traditional transportation metric by using big data. We distill a massive amount of transportation data into actionable insights that our clients need to make decisions. And we've been doing this since 2011, where we harnessed hundreds of data sources that contribute to our our route science data engine. And we pioneered the use of massive amounts of location-based service data. Through the years, we've been onboarding and evaluating many different data sources with connected vehicle data as being the latest example. And these capabilities allow us to quickly validate new data sources as they become available. Yeah, I can imagine too. And I, in fact, I just saw, I saw a uh, headline today, coincidentally, about how um, San Francisco is, is just filled with autonomous vehicles or connected vehicles these days, right? So I'm imagining that that urban landscape is just filled with like data generation, lots of data, a lot of transportation data that's being generated. So a lot of intelligence is kind of exponentially feeding into a system like this. You know, Michael, can you uh, can you describe for us the partnership between Streetlight Insight and Hive Safety? How do the two products fit together? Yeah, so uh, you know, first off, when you know Jacobs acquired Streetlight, you know, Jacobs and especially the Hive team were extremely excited as we had already actually identified Streetlight as a partner due to the value of incorporating their data and insights into our solution. The partnership really is a great one. You know, we've, we've merged the brain trust and really been able to amplify the scale, intelligence, and capabilities in our solutions and products. Uh, you know, as we combine and embed that deep domain knowledge with Streetlight's big data and data analytics that Sean was just talking about. To answer your second question, really, about how we fit together, I see Hive Safety really as like a solutions tier on top of the data insights as a service offering from Streetlight. It's highly complementary and I think touches on what makes Streetlight such a perfect fit for Jacobs. Uh, mm-hmm. Streetlight provides such valuable data around origin destination, demographics, traffic volumes, and a whole lot more from which we can then layer on a very you know, focused safety solution to create something totally new and really tailored to solve those challenges we heard directly from our clients. Mm. I understand that the team recently and successfully engaged with one of the largest metropolitan planning organizations in the U.S. And the client in question is is pretty massive. It's responsible for, on the magnitude of transportation planning for 19 million people in 191 cities and more than 38,000 square miles. So, you know, safety is, of course, of paramount importance Sean, can you walk us through why this client selected the Jacobs Streetlight team to work with? Yeah, so about two years ago, we engaged in what we call a pilot project with them. That gave the team access to our analytics platform. They also used our services team, which I'm part of, where the consulting arm within Streetlight, where we deliver solutions that are not available in the platform. Um, So they were really happy with both our transportation analytics and 
for our service team. So they decided to do a competitive bid, which is, you know, I would say fairly typical, particularly, you know, for, for larger dollar amounts and sort of ongoing multi-year agreements. As part of that bid, we offered our, our insight platform, our professional services team, and we also introduced a few different data partners. Um, Hive that we've been talking about was one, and we've also introduced commercial truck data and real-time traffic data as well. So other clients in the US and North America are really looking for a one-stop solution for data. And I think that's going to become more common where in the past, clients might have bought our streetlight subscription and they may have to get another data source to complement things they need for their travel demand forecasting. We are offering kind of a data solution which they can just contract through us, get any custom services they need, um, Mm -hmm. whether that's in the platform or a pre-release. And I think that was very appealing to them. Yeah, so I think it's that that integrated solution approach, right? So as opposed to trying to cobble together from like different solution providers, hoping that they they fit together, you know, something where you have Jacobs and Streetlight, it's already that that integration is already factored in and built in from the get-go, you know? So I'm assuming that enhances the efficiency and the appeal of clients, you know, too. So you're not having to like try to, master a variety of different platforms that may or may not easily integrate with each other. Now, you know, one thing that we see across different solutions, you know, that clients in various disciplines, of course, are are having to contend with in a, in a world where we have all these rapid increases in technology and capabilities. You know, it's not just enough to develop great tools and technologies. You know, there also has to be thought and how you ingratiate those tools into their their workflows, right? And make it a, a seamless and kind of organic sense of how they do their work. So it takes out that techno anxiety that professionals may be faced with. It's like, oh, I got to learn this new thing and I got to figure out how to make it work. So Sean, can you talk to us about the evolution of data as part of the transportation planning process and how, you know, Streetlight and Jacobs are helping transportation organizations more easily and seamlessly work these data tools into their planning process. Yeah, so traffic counting actually goes back pretty far, about 80 years with traffic counting units called traffic recorders that were around in the 30s. It was a strip that was laid across the roadway that printed a total traffic count on a a strip of paper every hour, counting cars, buses, trucks, bikes, hasn't really changed that much since then. And the technology has changed, of course, but the basic principle remains the same. Uh, When I first started my career over 20 years ago, I would drive a a big, you know, cargo van full of smelly rubber hoses, lay them on the street, secured the hoses with roofing nails while trying not to get hit by a car. Mm. So that, that evolution, and especially with big data, we can now look at all the roads at once or do so over time or even back in time. So we have historic data. So if something you know occurred in the past and you're like, oh, you know what? We didn't get the entry level planner one to go out and 
put out the hoses on that particular month, we can look back in time. So it, you know, it's sort of like looking at your city through a straw at a single road to determine all the movements of traffic at all the roads at once. And looking through that straw, there's millions to billions of dollars that are riding on how those traffic counts and movements are reported. Mm-hmm. But now many of our public agency clients have a, another tool in their quiver to help current and future needs by looking at to answer questions that they have they have not been able to do so in a cost-effective and innovative way all by sitting at your computer and, and running analytics. Hmm. My last question is for both of you. And Michael, I'll start with you. You know, looking at the road ahead, uh, you know, and you see what I did there with the pun. As we see the increasing advent of connected and autonomous vehicles on the road, how do you see tools like Hive Safety, the Hive platform, and Streetlights various offerings, you know, being well positioned for integration into the future transportation data landscape? Yeah, uh, it's a really good question. And, you know, two things really stand out the most to me. Connected vehicles offer us a brand new capability, I believe, in identifying safety issues on our roads. You know, we can start to identify things like near misses, better understand behavioral information, you know, things like hard braking, speeding, things like that, and leverage, you know, much, you know, increase uh, spatial temporal accuracy and granularity. And when we start to pull that kind of data into our models, we can design even better treatments for our roads and and even start to move into more leading indicators of safety rather than lagging ones, which is, you know, waiting to measure things like crashes, right? This is something we've actually been looking at a little bit within Hive and looking to understand and develop uh, real correlations between that kind of behavioral data and actual crashes. Secondly, this also creates the ability for us to move beyond studies, you know, of this sort of stuff and, and rely on sort of descriptive and predictive types of analysis and move us into more real-time data uh, that I think is going to open up the possibilities for more prescriptive analytics. So we can make recommendations in real time to changing road conditions, driver behaviors, things like that. And I see that as a really valuable next step towards safer roads and, you know, really helping reach that target of zero deaths. Mm. And then, Sean, same question for you, you know, connected and autonomous vehicles. How do you see, you know, all this kind of rich data generation, you know, married up with the tools like the Hive platform and Streetlights various offerings? How do you see that playing out in the future of transportation data landscape? Yeah, so we're, we're just really starting to crack the surface of what's available with connected vehicle data. Right now, we're using it with what we've been doing for the past several years in terms of you know, standard, I would say standard transportation metrics like speed and and volume. But there's other attributes that connected vehicles are collecting. There's the the body type of the vehicle. So that's, is it a pickup truck, SUV, passenger car? Is it a hatchback? Having vehicle type is really important, not only for safety, because heavier vehicles are and more dangerous on the roadway than, than say a tiny car. And they're also bigger. They take up more space on the roadway. Secondly, um, when you're talking about gas cars, many uh, air districts really would like to know the fleet mix on tr- in terms of what vehicles are driving on the road. Mm-hmm. The bigger their car uses more fuel, 
uh, therefore contributes to more greenhouse gases. So that really helps the air quality agency determine the actual emissions from the, the vehicle fleets. And then there's other attributes, which we're just starting to look at. You know, Michael mentioned seatbelt data, there's occupancy, which has been really hard to do in the past. Vehicle occupancy is, is something that has been asked for. So, you know, in America, most, I think the, the vehicle occupancy is something like 1.2. So most people are really driving by themselves, but we want to understand, is it in some cases, is it, you know, more than one, is it two? And again, when I, when I first started <laughs> counting this, we would actually just stand on the side of the freeway in shifts and try to see how many people were in cars as they were going by at 65 miles an hour in the early morning. So, you know, that, that sort of better big data solution is I think here and just understanding how we could use that. And then there's other attributes. I know that some vehicles have cameras, you know, we're using hard braking as a sort of proxy for a near miss, but particularly when it involves a vulnerable road user, like someone walking or biking, some vehicles are actually capturing the, the video up to a few minutes before some event, which is a swerve or a hard break occurs. And you could be able to see what exactly was it? Was there a box in the road or a you know mattress or was it an actual person? So I think that's all coming as more of these vehicles have more sensors, they have more technology attached. We just have to look on you know, how we can harness that data and, and make it useful for our clients. Mm. You know, and I, I imagine too, it's like, you know, in terms of like vehicle type, you know, that there's also like impact to infrastructure. So like one thing that I had heard and, you know, somebody will have to fact check me on this, but like, for instance, like uh, electric vehicles with the weight of their battery and whatnot, like those vehicles tend to be a bit heavier than like petroleum or gas powered engines and so and there's like a a uh, resulting impact to like some kind of degradation to the concrete or wear and tear on the roadways over time and so you know being able to track vehicle types and impact to, to roadways and traffic patterns and then i'm assuming similar to like what we see with digital twinning and replicas being able to say, okay, this road, this stretch of, you know, PCH1 is going to be degraded much faster and we need to like be prepared to like repair this or that so that it's more proactive rather than reactive, I'm assuming, and I don't know because I'm not a, not a planner, but I'm assuming there's some efficiencies, some cost efficiencies and might be achieved by being able to tap into the data and say, this is where the roadway is going to be, you know, we're going to see some problems if we don't head this off in the next, you know, six months or whatever it is. You'll see that on roads where that we'll say no trucks allowed. And that's because of, of the impact to, you know, part, partially to the roadway itself. It may have not be constructed to support the weight mm-hmm. um, of those type of vehicles. And if you're looking at like say an electric Ford F-150, that's pretty heavy vehicle already with a battery pack, you know, that can definitely, have an impact on the, the roadway maintenance as well. And, and we had a, we had a customer um, that was looking at vehicles and if they could predict the number of vehicles on the road to 
water pipe breakage and to see if they could determine correlations from that. So there's a lot of other utilities and things in the roadway that in addition to the pavement quality could also be affected by the vehicle type. Mm, wow. Well, Sean and Michael, I want to thank you both so much for uh, your time today and unpacking uh, this topic, transportation data and safety. You know, and again, congratulations on you know the team's big win with that MPO. A lot of great work that's being done, and uh, you know, we will include on the website some more information as well as information about some of the team members who are involved. So, uh, thank you both for your time and. Uh, Look forward to learning more about this as uh, as things progress. So thank you. Great, thanks.